0: subject on tonight, very important subject that I think sometimes we overlook, thank you very much, and that's the bell for your soul, the bell for your soul. The war is not about your flesh. Come on, somebody. But it's about taking out your soul. Your soul is the most important thing about you, whether you realize it or not. You're in a spiritual war, and it's being fought in the world as we speak of it right now it's being fought in the world and it is for a man's soul the quest is for you to worship satan and for you to dishonor the true and living god you and i are the tools to be used in this battle we must make a decision whose side we are on The resting of your soul depends on the decision you make today for the duration of your life and the one to come. The enemy has us caught up in this present life we live that our future with God don't get the attention that it should. We must realize The shape we are in and seek God for our deliverance. To be cleansed from sin and made over with the spirit of wisdom. Because the spirit of our flesh is working in the enemy's territory and that smells death to our soul. The only way to help your soul is to conform to the word of God and the leading Of the Holy Ghost. Satan's mission is to keep you walking in darkness. According to your flesh. To damn your soul. Satan can't touch your soul. So he needs the help of your flesh. To keep your soul in darkness. Causing God to damn your soul. We must get a clear understanding. That Satan wants the very thing that God breathed in you, and that was the breath of life, and you became a living soul. With all the knowledge and understanding which God has given us in, this, in his word about eternal life, about saving of the soul, about our adversary, and we are helping the devil kill the possibility of your soul being saved and obtaining eternal life. We don't think as much about that as we should. Amen. When we are acting up in our flesh, we are not thinking about that. We are aiding and abetting the devil to destroy us. So my question for you today is to ask yourself, who's being the fool? Show not the devil. He's making the fool out of us. Come on now. And and you know what? I found out that in the saints, that he found it so easy to make fools out of the saints. Come on now. Because we get this thing of being caught up in our flesh, caught up in our feelings, caught up in our emotions caught up in our laziness. We constantly get caught up in the flesh and guess what? That don't help our soul at all. Our soul is that man in the window. And that man in the window is crying out for help because you know what that man in the window don't want to go to the lake that burned with fire and brimstone that man in the window already know that your flesh is going back to the dirt that it came from but the soul that is in you has got to go and give an answer to God and it's going to determine which direction your soul is going to go and he don't want to be damned so he in the window calling for help come on somebody you know what he probably saying that I can paraphrase it. Somebody help me because this fool is trying to kill me. Come on now. Satan knows if we keep avoiding a relationship with God through the Holy Ghost, we will continue to walk in darkness and miss the chance of salvation and what's happening in the spiritual realm. Will be over our head. Turn over your head. Is to be ignorant or unlearned Of the devices. The enemy is using against you. You think you being in control. When you step out of the will of God. Now he's in control. He drew you out of the will of God. He calls you to error. From the will of God. Come on now. All he had to do is find the right enticement for our flesh. Come on now. And that was the drawing card that pulled us out of the will of God. Amen. And for you know it, you out there in enemy territory. Doing what the enemy has designed for your flesh to do. Am I right about that? He has some believing that after death of the flesh, is all over. So let's live for today because tomorrow is not promised. Well, so he used half-truth. Tomorrow is not promised. But guess what? Ain't no point in you living for today because when the day is gone, the day is gone. Come on now. And if you lived the day in sin and didn't do nothing about it, you got another day coming. Amen. So you have truth deceiving your flesh and not telling you about the judgment that comes after your flesh die. Wow. Man, he had us being a fool, didn't he? Huh? Amen. He had us living for today and today only. We had no thoughts about the future. We had no thoughts about, oh, but when I get to heaven, heaven ain't even came in your psyche. All you thought about is what you had to go through today, what you had to put up with today. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your thoughts about God were far gone because because all the thoughts was about you. Am I right? So now comes the condemnation. Condemnation of your actions being deceived in living against God and your soul. And see, and the problem is that all we think about that, well, you know, uh, our sin... I'm going ask, to ask God for forgiveness and things going to be okay. But guess what? You not only sin against God, you cause some damage against your soul. Amen. Come on, somebody. And your soul is the one that's going to have to pay the ultimate price, come on now, for your halfway repentance. Uh, or your non-repentance or your play church your soul is the one that's got to pay the penalty for it amen so think about what you are doing to the inner man the inner man is the one that's got to be saved and guess what if you didn't know it the inner man is you what's on the outside is your shell Come on, somebody. But that living being that's in you is on the inside. Man looking out the window. Come on now. You seem to have forgotten, backside, that you seem to have forgotten that Jesus said, The thief that's your enemy comes not but to steal and to kill. And to destroy. Why are you helping him out? Why are you being a tool in his hand to kill you? Come on now. But Jesus said, "I came that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly." Why do we not go after what's, uh, 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 what's abundant? Why do we not go after what's life and not death? Why? Because guess what? Our appetite, come on, our sin nature always gets in the way. That was a saying that Paul said, when I desire to do good, evil is always present. That what I would do, that I don't and that that I hate that I find myself doing wow it's no more me that's doing it but the sin that is in me who gonna save me or help me from this old wretched body that I live in wow we need some help <laughs> now you see how vitally important it is for the Holy Ghost to be in operation because we need some help. It ain't enough just to have it. You got to have it in working condition. You got to have it in where it's in control because it can be there, but if you still in control, he just bags up. He bags up and then he said, well, I'm going to let the chip fall where they may. Amen. And wherever the chip falls, it ain't a plus for us. Wherever the chip falls, is always against us because guess what? We was against the leading of the Holy Ghost. Did that make sense, young? The word might. You know, Jesus said that they might have it abundantly. The word might is very important. It expresses the possibility of the probability. It's. Possible and can happen Or be true That it will happen in the future It might happen Let's look at it further Might depends on your faith It might happen according To your faith Because if things didn't go according to your faith Guess what a lot of times It didn't happen When Jesus healed somebody He always told them it was according To your faith Amen so it depends on your faith in what Jesus said. Can you believe what Jesus said? Can you put trust in what Jesus said? Jesus said, I came to give you life. Can you trust that he came to give you life? Huh? Jesus said, I didn't come to give you just a uh, 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 part life or, or something. I came to give it to you in abundance. Can you believe that Jesus came to give you more and give it to you more in abundance? Amen. Can you trust him? Amen. Amen. It depends on, it also depends on the thief. It depends on whether you allow the thief to steal or destroy your walk with God. Come on, somebody. You know, before he can have you, first he got to destroy your walk with God. He got to destroy your confidence that you have in God. He got to destroy your ability to worship God. Amen. He got to destroy the truth that's in you and cause you to lie to God. Wow. He come to to totally destroy us, didn't he? Therefore, we should be able to see why it is required for us to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wise of the devil, stand against his strategy. Oh, he got a strategy. Come on somebody. He got such a strategy that the Bible even predicts that him uh, deceiving the whole world. Come on now. And you, he got to have a strategy to do that. God already knows he got a strategy. It's the people of God that's been sleeping that don't know that the devil got a strategy to kill their soul. You think he's after your flesh. He ain't after your flesh. He wants your soul. Come on, somebody. And here you is getting in your feelings about your flesh. Huh? The devil is after what's important about you. Huh? Come on now. He's trying to deceive your heart. Amen. He's trying to deceive your mind. That your flesh, that your soul would be damned. That's his ultimate goal. Come on now. Now you see why you need to be more spiritual than carnal. Now you see why you need to come out of carnality. Because as long as you stay in carnality, you aid the devil in destroying you. Amen. So you got to put on the whole arm of God. And when you have done all you know to do to stand... God says stand. If you stand, God will be your defense. Come on now. If you stand on the truth of God's word, God will back up his word. He'll back it up all the way. Come on somebody. He'll give you some go-through strength. Amen. He'll make it so that you ain't so easily deceived. Remember, the devil can't touch The devil can touch everything about you, but he can't touch your soul. You got to help him do that. Huh? He can hit you with sickness. He can afflict you. Come on now. He can take some of you. He can take your family. He can take folks. He can do a whole lot of things to you, but he can't touch your soul. You got to help him with that. Deuteronomy chapter 6 you got to remember he hit Job with sickness just to try to get him to curse God out come on now he hit him with sickness and then got in his wife come on now So guess what? The devil pulled out all the stops. He ain't got no heart for you. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So wait a minute. There are going to be some key words in that one of them is one. It's alone and is unique. It implies that you got to believe in the one God. Amen. The monarchism, I believe I said it right. God will be the sole object of Israel worship when this passage of scripture was written. The word one expresses the unique and the unity of God. Amen. So guess what? We got to be one with God. Not one apart from it, but one with God. Amen. So, verse 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. So guess what? You got to put something in this. Come on now. You you, you can't just expect God to do all the loving and you do none. Am I right about that? You got to have an intensive feeling and deep affection and adoration and passion about the God that you serve. Wow. We want God to be the one to have all the compassion. We don't want to have a passion for God. We don't want to have a passion for his word. Amen. We don't want to give God adoration when we should, but we always want to be the one get patted on the back. Oh, am I talking to some real folks? How deep is your affection for God? Because guess what? that's just what he showed you he showed you deep affection he showed you tender mercy he showed you compassion come on somebody we ain't cons- hey because of god compassion we have not been consumed because of the love of god we have an opportunity to be adopted in his family by the blood of Jesus Christ who came to save us that he gave his only begotten come on now you ain't gave up nothing but he asked you do you love me (laughs) for all he done oh man we ought to have some love for God huh huh Hey, matter of fact, you all have some fighting love for God, for God, when somebody tell you you don't. Amen. Say so love him with all your what? Your heart. Your heart. The seat of your mind and your will. Do you love him with all your will? Do you really love him with your mind? He said, as well as of a wide range emotion, do you set your emotions on God? Or is all your emotions set for the world? Yeah. You know, you love somebody, you got to show them. Amen. You love God, you got to show him. Then... God went on to say, with all thy soul, yeah, it referred to the source of your life, the vitality of your life. Uh, the one being that's on the inside of you. It also refers to your appetite and desire in the sense of one spiritual desire. And the problem is we don't desire any spiritual growth. You gotta, you gotta want some spiritual growth because guess what? Your one God is spiritual. So how are we gonna grow in Him if we don't desire Him in spiritual growth? We gotta have an appetite to wanna be higher in Christ through the Spirit. Be hungry for it. That was a time, man. The church used back in the day. The church used to be hungry. They used to be honing for the Holy Ghost to come in now, and, 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 and they just cried, Lord, just give me a touch. Just give me a touch. I just need a touch from you, God. Amen. Come on now. Amen. We ain't crying. Nowadays, it has got so tough, we ain't crying out for nothing. Only thing that we crying out for is give more, give more, give more. Give me more money, give me more meat. Come on now. Amen. But nobody's crying out for spiritual growth. God, take me higher. Take me where I can see you. Wow. Come on now. You can't see him down here, y'all. You got to want to go where you at. And then he tells you with all your might. With your strength. And your, you got to put some energy in this. Huh? And I know we, we don't. We ain't even got no energy when we're praising him. Our praise don't even carry the energy that God be looking for out of us. Our praise don't carry the power that it should have in the midst of the church. We're supposed to have authority and God has gave us resources That he's looking for, and when he, when we give him the kind of praise that he's looking for, he comes right down in the midst, huh? And let's let's have a Holy Ghost good time, amen. Oh, I remember my I remember him, Pastor. When we used to have them, a Holy Ghost good times in God, and God come down and swoop right down in the midst of it. My God, my God. Every hair on your arm and your neck will stand up because of the anointing. Amen. So we got to get back to the old landmark before we get too late. Because our soul is in danger. Stop trying to save your flesh. Your soul is the one that's in danger. Amen. He said these words which I command thee this day this day shall be in thine heart. Huh? We got to stop dropping the word of God. We you know, we we didn't got to a habit that we we drop the word of God. We don't hide it in our heart. That's why our life don't be as effective. Effective as it should be because what we don't drop the word, and thou shalt teach them diligently. Oh, this you, you got to get this to your children too. You got to teach them how to love the God that you serve, and shall talk to them when thou sittest in. You mean to tell me that you need to be talking to them about the word of God? How the word of God affects their life as well? Because you want them brought up in the admonition of God's word? That wherever they go, God's word going to follow them. Wherever they go, the word Word of God going to keep them. If you ain't gave them nothing, what do they have to keep them? And when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou write, you mean to tell me even when you in your bed, at some point in time, you ought to have the word of God on your mind. At some point in time, you ought to be meditating on God. Amen. Come on now. Instead of busy. At least give God a little bit of meditation. So that during during the process of time, you will increase instead of decreasing. Don't you know that while your your flesh is sleeping, your soul is still woke. And it's still asking from God. It still wants to communicate with God. That's why sometimes it won't let you sleep. Because it needs to talk to God. Come on somebody. Well, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shall it shall be a frontlet between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gate. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me everything that we have should, should be dedicated to God? Huh? It ain't just a church that, 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 that needs to be dedicated to God, but everything you own needs to be dedicated to God as well. Huh? That means that when you go home, you should, you're not supposed to leave God at church. You're supposed to take him home with you. Huh? Come on, somebody. A lot of them got God waiting at the door till they come back out. Amen. In the spirit realm, they got a sign up there to telling God off limit. This far as you can go. Huh? You supposed to be able to take God everywhere you go, even in your house. Cause guess what? If he ain't the God of your house, he ain't the God of you at all. Wow. My, 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 my. Let's go, if you would, to first chronicle. Chapter Twenty Two That our soul is in trouble. I don't know, is it registered in your minds? But our souls are in trouble. You think it's because you think it's your flesh, but it's your soul. Your flesh is dictating the outcome of what your soul is having to go through. Amen. 1 Chronicle 2, 22, verses 18 says what? And had he not given you rest on every side, had not God been protecting you? he been watching over you. he been keeping you on every side. You don't know the, some of the things that you ran into that you didn't even know you ran into, them, but God protected you from them. Then allow it to come near your dwelling. You don't even know nothing about it. He ain't running up to you every time. Lamar. I saved you today, Lamont. Huh? God don't have to wave no red, no no flag about nothing. He do. He do it out of His love. He do it out of His compassion. He do it out of His concern. And we walk like we got blindness on. You through this world and there's a lot of things that God saved us from that we don't even know nothing about it. Why? But what he did is just like the world said, he dispatched his angels. Yeah. Come on somebody. You missed a wreck that you didn't know nothing about. Yeah. Come on somebody. You went to sleep and woke up and don't know how long you were sleep on the road and while God was driving the car. And I know that's a fact because I'm one of them. Pine Bluff to go down there and see him my uh, CB buddy worked on my stuff and I was down there late when he was working on my stuff and I had to, I left there and it was dark when I left coming out of Pine Bluff coming down the interstate don't know when I went to sleep don't know how long I was asleep. When I woke up, I was riding on the side of a tractor trailer truck. Still in my lane. Oh, boy, boy, boy. But that heart of mine got to thumping. Because I don't know how long I had dozed off. But the car never left. The light. You can't tell me that wasn't God. You don't know how many times God has saved your life. You don't know how many incidents that He took care of you, and you don't even know nothing about. Come on now, and you looking for a reason to love Him with all of your heart and your mind and your might? You ought to come in the house. Praising God, giving God your all, because guess what? He's been giving you his all ever since you've been here. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's some things that didn't happen because you were there. given the inhabitants of the land into my hand and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord. Now wait a minute. You know what he's saying? Out of all this stuff God did to you, you set your heart to seek him. Come on now. You set your heart to seek God to find out what God wants you to do. Because he's doing what he's supposed to do. Huh? God keeping his part of the contract. Come on now. You need to seek God to find out what he, what he wants you to do. Not what you want to do, but what he wants you to do. We didn't got to this, 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 this age here that we want to dictate to God what we want to do. God, I'll do this, but I won't do that. Come on now. You need to find out from God what he wants you to do. Come on now. Whatever God wants you to do, you ought to do it wholeheartedly. That's if you love him. Now, if you don't love him, you ain't going to do it. So, arise therefore and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God. So, now, look. God said, now, if you love me, you will put more emphasis on building my sanctuary. (coughs) Come on, somebody. You wouldn't have no problem of telling somebody that they could uh, 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 invite somebody to come and see or hear from the God that you serve because you believe that you are trusting in the one and only true God. You ought to be glad to tell somebody. Come on, somebody. You ought to be glad to have somewhere To come that you can call on God, come on now, in a holy environment or in a sanctified environment and and, and wait on God to usher in, come on now, that you can get some help. Come on now. You got to treat this place like it's God's house. You got to look at this place that I'm going to God's house, huh, and hang out with him today. Not hang out with them today, but hang out with him today. You got to have a desire to hang out with God. Come oh, now. Oh. <clears throat> you want to sit at home and say, huh? he'll ring the doorbell in a minute. He'll stop by here and see by me. I ain't. You know what folks say? I ain't got to go to church and see God. You lie. the lie. The biggest liar ever been told. Come on now. You find in the book in there where God tells you to sit your tail at home and he'll come by and visit you. You ain't got visitations with him. He ain't got visitation with you. Amen. Amen. Anytime you can get to the house of God, you need to get to the house of God. Because you know what? It's one thing I find out that God ain't gotta come and do no whole shaking you to give you something. You can walk away from him with a little bit more strength than you had before you came. You 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 got a little bit more resistance than you had when you came. When you get to the house of God and the anointing of God's word go forth, you get something you might not realize it, but you got more than you had when you came. Amen. Amen. Come on now, you ain't gotta turn flips to find out whether or not you got something from God. You're supposed to receive from God by faith. Amen. Now you, if your faith ain't working, that's the problem that you got. You got a trust factor. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Well, he says, to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that it is to be built to the name of we're supposed to be taking pride in what we build for God. We're supposed to take pride in this house that we build for God. Come on, somebody. Just like you don't let nobody come in your house and destroy your stuff, you don't let nobody come in here and destroy God's stuff. Huh? Just like you take care of your little shack, you're supposed to take care of God's house as well. Come on somebody. Let's Let's go to Isaiah 55. Nowadays. It don't matter how many times or how often that you tell folks they need to get to the house of God, there'll always be an excuse as to why I didn't. Come on, somebody. But he gave you breath of life this morning. Uh, come on, somebody. He was your alarm clock this morning. If he had had held his hand over your nostrils, you wouldn't have been breathing today. Come on, somebody. You owe God reverence. Huh? We owe God to read him of his word. Isaiah 55 and 3 says, and come on, how are you going to incline your ear to God if you don't be here? How are you going to hear him? Come on now. Because if he's going to speak to you out of his word, you got to be here to hear what he has to say. That's how a whole lot of folk go half cocked about knowing God when they think they know him and they really don't. He said, incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your what? Your soul can't live without the word of God. Do You hear me? Your soul is destined to die If it don't hear from the word of God. The word of God is water to your soul. And if your soul don't get water, just like a plant don't get water, it's gonna wither and it's gonna die. And look what he said. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. God made a contract agreement with you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And he keeps his part of the contract. What about you? You got to keep the agreement. You got a contract. Come on somebody. And you know, when you got a contract, you got to fulfill the contract to the letter. A lot of businesses that lost uh, big money because they didn't honor the contract that they was under. And they lost the business. Don't lose your business with God. huh? Don't lose your business with God because guess what? It is the last business you're going to have. Come on, somebody. Oh, a verse says. And a leader and a commander to the people. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that God said he, it was God that did the giving. It was God that gave the leader. It was God that gave the commander. And if we don't follow who God gives the lead, gives the lead guess what? That's violating your agreement. Amen. If you don't follow the leadership that God put over you, called by God, you are violating the agreement of the contract. Did we get that one? Amen. He gave a leader and a commander to the people. He didn't say that the people were going to lead themselves. He gave them a leader to lead them. Did he not? The fifth verse says, Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and a nation that knew not thee, shall run unto thee because of the Lord thou God, and for the Holy One of Israel... For he had glorified. You better keep running, Gentile. Come on now. You were not a people. And we act like we've been knowing God all time. Huh? We came here knowing God. Huh? Come on now. But God said he was gonna turn to a people. That did not know him. Uh-huh. Wow. You 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 run up on somebody that, that that you don't know, you look at them and they 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 smiling and telling you hi and all that, you looking at them like they're crazy. Huh? First thing Robert said, What you want? <laughs> don't we raw? There's gotta be some kind of trick to it. But God said, I turn to a people that knew me not. Shall run unto thee because the Lord thou God and for the Holy One of Israel. For he had glorified thee. Jesus Christ came and glorified God. And because of the glorification that Jesus Christ brought. Ran to Jesus. You didn't have nobody to run to. You didn't know how to run to nobody. It was Jesus that made it all possible when he glorified God and turned to the Gentile nation. That's how we are where we are now. Don't let nobody rob Jesus out of you. Come on, somebody. Amen. A lot of folks are running out of a lot of guards, but you better keep Jesus in your heart. Amen. Amen. I don't work, I don't care what they try to convince you about him, whether it's his skin color or his hair texture, you better keep your mind on Jesus. Come on, Come on somebody. Come on. I know him as the one Lord Amen. and the one faith. And the one baptism, huh? Amen. And I know him as the one and only true God. Amen. Now, what's your problem? Come on, somebody. Here is where here where the Gentile nation need to, 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 to target in on, on this next verse. Because after a while, it's going to be rough and tough for us to find it. I, I need you to hear that one again. We need to, to, we need to focus in on verse 6 because after a while it's going to be rough and tough for us to find him. Did y'all hear that one? So let's read verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him why? You need to get out of God whatever you can get out of him now. Come on now. The harvest is plenty. So it's plenty in God to have. It's just the labor's of few. Come on somebody. You need to rake in everything that you can get out of God. Every opportunity you get. Come on now. Amen. You need to seek him. You need to call on him. You need to cry out to him. It don't make no difference if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Because what we need most of all is some insight about God and not about our flesh. We move in tune to our nine to five schedules and what time we need to get up and what time we need to be there. And I just don't have enough time to seek God. You better find some time. Pressing as things are today, you need to find some time to seek the face of God. Amen. It's some folks struggling because of spiritual attacks. Because they didn't get enough of God to be able to ward them off. That's why you need to be put on the whole arm of God. Because guess what? It's a war going on. And you in there. Come on now. And the battle is for your mind and your heart to damn your soul. devil ain't shooting no blanks. Did y'all hear me? He wants you. Come on now. Where was we at? Let's read it. Oh! So you gotta drop you. You gotta you gotta drop your wicked ways. Forsake your wicked ways and the unrighteous. uh uh And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God. For he will. He will abundantly do what? So guess what? Now you see what we need to do. We need to drop our wicked ways. Huh? We need to. Drop our ways from being an unrighteous man and our thoughts. Oh, because you know we can have some thoughts. Huh? Come on now. And the devil always trying to replay your mind. He always trying to wind your mind back and replay it again. He always do a refresh. Wind your mind back and replay it again. Come on now. And guess what? When you realize what he's doing, you got to tell him, Satan, get thee behind me. Come on now. If you don't rebuke him, guess what? You're going to fall to it. You got to get out of the way you think and try to find the mind of God. Hello, somebody. Somebody. He will have mercy upon you. Oh, I need all the mercy I can get. Huh? <sighs> I don't know about you, but I need all the way things going now, I need all the mercy I can get. Huh? Because at any at, at any given time I need God to be prepared because cause He knows me, I need Him to be prepared to dispatch His angels. Because He sees the trouble that's hitting Come on, somebody. See, maybe you don't think that he got angels. Maybe you don't think that he's been sending them watching over you from the start. Come on, somebody. I need him to dispatch you at any moment because he see his servant in trouble. Did y'all hear that? So then he said, verse 8 said, but my thoughts are not. You know we're not thinking like God. Come on now. You leave here. You probably gonna be thinking about Popeye Chicken. Or uh, wait a minute, Rose. Or sonics. <laughs> Those ain't gonna be on nothing that we done said tonight. Come on now. Because your thoughts are not God's thoughts. Neither are your ways his ways, said the Lord. Amen. When you first got illuminated, you left you left church and you were just talking about, "Ooh, wasn't the word rich tonight? Ooh, and he when the, when, when the preacher came across there with such and such and such and such, I just got to shake it. But now, shoot. It's chicken time. Huh? It's time to make it to the store. Get a meal. We started feeding our flesh and our soul is getting lean because we ain't eating the word of God like we should. Don't you know it is your responsibility to make the word of God come alive in you? The preacher brings you the meal, but you got to eat it for the nourishment. Right. So you the one that's got to make the word come alive in you. Come on, somebody. Wow. So guess what? What you saying? It's, t- it's time to get excited about the word of God. But you, you do, 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 do. the excitement is gone. Huh? Hmm. The excitement is gone because, guess what? The house always be half empty. Come on, somebody. But let me throw a concert. Huh? Rob everything that they had to do tonight, but have had to get on hold. Because they hadn't been here. Uh-huh. Huh? And heaven forbid if you had them on program. Come on now. Amen. But there is a concert going on. The word of God. Huh? And you got to let it sing in your soul. You got to have an ear to hear what the word of God is saying to you. The ninth verse is, for the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, don't go by what you think in your ways. Huh? Your ways are down in the valley. Come on, man, You're thinking valley days. Come on now. God got spiritual desires for you. you still thinking about your flesh. Amen. What we going to eat and what we going to drink. That's our biggest concern. But Jesus is thinking about getting you to glory. He's thinking about feeding your soul to get you to glory and keep you out of damnation. Oh, y'all didn't hear that one. So. You got to. Make sure you stay in the contract. Because if you don't stay in the contract, God don't have to abide by the contract. Because you're the one broke it. But thanks be to God for his mercy. Thanks be to God for his grace. Come on, somebody. That he allow us to get back in an agreement with him. God don't want that part of him to go to hell. And the part of God don't he don't want of him to go to hell, and that is the breath that he breathed in you, and you became a living soul. Amen. The devil didn't give that to you, God gave it to you. Amen. Oh, go to Psalm thirty three. We've been getting tricked and tricked all our life. Now we come to God and we still letting that rascal trick us. Come on now. Psalm 33, verses 18 through 22. Believe us, where we at? Let's read them, please. 33, uh, 33 and eighteen, really? Yeah, let's start at eighteen. I'm sorry. Behold, the eyes of the Lord is upon thee that fear him, and upon them that hope. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the part of this contract agreement that God will keep his eyes upon them that fear him. God will keep his eyes upon them that have hope in him.